Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. You know, in life, there's a lot of times where you have to wait upon God. You know, you've got to pray and wait for the Lord to guide or to direct or to lead. But when God does open up a door, or when the Lord does give direction, I think it's important for us to go. And we're to go forward. And we're to move not only by faith, but I think we're to go uh, quickly and do what God wants us to do. No delay, no hesitation. Be faithful to God. And this morning, we're going to see that in this passage here, that the people of Israel had been waiting. They'd been out in the wilderness for 40 years. They had been wandering. They had been waiting for direction from God. And now God says it's time to go. He gave the direction uh, directly to Joshua, and Joshua passed it on to the people. But what we find is it was time for them to move forward. And you know, in life, uh, there are times where we have to just get going and serve God. Whether it's as individuals or as a church, we must move forward. So today, let's talk about going forward with God. I just have three uh, thoughts I want to share with you. I want to begin here with preparation. Preparation. Uh, Notice here in verse... Well, verse 10, we give the command. It says, Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host, to go through the people, and let them know it's time to go. And then he says here, saying, Prepare you victuals, for within three days you shall pass over this Jordan, to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess. So first, preparation. Notice the direction we find here. There was direction from God to Joshua, and now Joshua is given the direction to the officers, or those that were below him, and they are to go out and give the direction to the people that it was time to go forward. Uh, Time to move and time to do what God had wanted them or called them to do. And the first thing they were to do was to prepare victuals. Prepare victuals. Now this is pretty practical. Uh, You know, the Lord is practical. Very practical in direction and in work and in leading us in life. And here they are to prepare victuals. That word victuals, actually it refers to meat. It refers to any sort of food, usually gained from hunting uh, or for going out. Now the reason why this is important is because God had been supplying them food in the wilderness, the manna. God had been giving this to them. Now things were going to change. How many of you don't like change? Change is difficult sometimes. But you know, change can also be exciting. Something new, something different. And this change was going to be good. They were going into the land. Well, it was going to change the way God would provide as well. Now, He would still provide, but He'd provide in a different way. And now He's going to provide as they would go out and gather and hunt. Instead of going out every morning and getting the manna when it came up, they would have to go out and they'd have to hunt for their food, but God would provide. But they'd have to get up and go. See, that's kind of the point here. The the whole theme this morning is moving or going forward with God. And so they'd have to go forward and trust the Lord. Just as they trusted Him with the manna, they'd have to trust Him to provide as they went out and got meat. You know, every single day of your life, you've got to trust God. Every day. You've got to trust God when you wake up. You've got to trust God to get you through the day. Driving down the streets here, you've got to really trust God sometimes with some of the drivers that are out there. You see, we've got to trust God every single day. Everywhere we go, we really are living by faith. And we've got to trust God to provide. And God's going to provide for you. And He may do it in a different way each day. Or as you go forward, He may open up new direction. And He's going to provide for you in new 
ways. But He'll always provide. And that's what we find here. They were to trust Him as they were to go forward. So it was to be a new source that God would provide through and God would bless them. You know, God provides all of our needs. He provides for our soul when it comes to salvation. John chapter 3, verse 16. Let's uh, look here. One of the most well-known passages in the Bible is John chapter 3. And it says in verse 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You realize it was God who provided salvation. It was God who sent His Son. It was God who loved the world. You see, salvation is of God. It's not of man. It's not of a church. It's not of a denomination. It's from God. See, God's provided for your soul. He's provided for your security. He's provided for you to have life with Him. I hope pray you're saved here this morning. Salvation is understanding your sin, understanding your need to repent of your sin, to turn from it, understanding the importance of Christ dying on the cross for your sin, being sent into the world, and then putting your faith in Jesus Christ, believing on Him. You know, this morning, I hope everyone here is saved. God's provided for you, so you can be saved. Make sure you're saved. And then after you're saved, praise God every day for your salvation. But God will continue to provide. Ephesians chapter 5. Let's look over there and see what else He's provided for us. Ephesians chapter 5, we find direction from God. And we find, well, in the book of John, we find Him providing the Holy Spirit. But in Ephesians chapter 5, we see the importance here. Beginning in verse 15, he says here, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding that what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Then he continues on. I'm going to read some more and I'll come back to that verse 18. But he says here, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You know, we can all do that, right? We can all sing unto God, make melody in our heart to the Lord. And then he goes on here, he says, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. You know, what we find here is the work, the importance going back though to the Spirit. Being filled with the Spirit. You see, the Lord has provided the Spirit to you, the Holy Spirit. Once you're saved, the Holy Spirit resides in your heart. And you're to be filled with the Spirit. You see, the Spirit is not some magical force that we grab hold of. The Spirit is a being. The Spirit is the Spirit of God. And He grabs hold of us. But you must yield to Him. And you must be filled with the Spirit. Allow the Spirit to work in your heart and your life to direct your steps. You know, in this passage here, we find the importance of the Spirit in our heart. Make sure the Holy Spirit is guiding and directing you. Yield to Him. Submit to the Lord in your life. Now, this needs to be done on a daily basis. You need to yield to God and follow the direction of the Spirit. You see, God has provided the Spirit for you so that way you can have a guide in life. He's not left you in this world once you're saved on your own. He's provided so you could live a life that's pleasing unto Him. And then, of course, His strength, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, is what Paul said. You see, with God, you can do what God wants you to do. You can live a life that's pleasing unto Him. 
you can go forward by faith. And that's what we want to do. We want to go forward with God. So we go back to our passage now, Joshua. We find direction. He's given them direction to prepare themselves so they can go forward. Uh, And now I want to talk a little bit about determination. What I mean by that is the people had to choose to prepare themselves. Okay, so we find Joshua telling the men, tell them to go out and get victuals. In other words, get the food, get ready to go. Well, you got a choice. You can get up and go hunt and get your food and you get ready to move forward, or you can just stay in your tent and not move forward. You see, it was a choice they had. Now, they had to determine that they were going to go forward. You know, I have found out in life a lot of times the problem with walking with God is I'm simply not walking with God. That's the problem. It had nothing to do with God. It had nothing to do with the teachings in the Bible. It has everything to do with me not walking with God, not looking to God, not talking to God, not reading His Word, not applying the teachings. You see, we have to determine that we're going to go forward with God. Now, we're all going to go forward in life. Okay, I found that out too. Uh, no matter what you do, life's going to go on. There's going to be another sunrise, or another sunset, another sunrise. There's going to be another day, another week, and another month. So everything's going to move forward. We're going to go forward. We want to make sure we go forward with God, that we're walking with God and we're seeking the Lord. You know, the scriptures talk a lot about walking with God. And you know, when you walk with someone, you're going forward. It's a walk. Not running, not sprinting, but walking. A steady pace. Every day, a walk with God. Every day, seek the Lord. And so, they had to determine that they're going to prepare themselves. They had to determine that they were going to go into the land that God had given them. And this morning, that's what I want to challenge you with. Determine you're going to walk with God. Determine you're going to seek the Lord in prayer. You're going to prepare your heart. You're going to prepare your heart through prayer. You're going to prepare your heart through reading the Bible. And you're going to walk with God. And you're going to draw close to Him. And you're going to go forward by faith. Whatever direction the Lord takes you, you're going to go with Him. And that's what they had to determine. Uh, You know, as far as their prosperity, as far as their success, as far as their blessings, it all started here. It all started with them determining to follow the direction that God had given them. And you know, when you think about it, that's what it comes down to even today. If we're going to be blessed by God, it all begins with us determining we're going to obey His direction. Salvation. We're going to determine we're going to come to Him based upon the way He's directed. Walking with God. We're going to determine we're going to live for Him. Serving the Lord. Separating from the world. You see, it all comes down to us making a decision that we're going to walk with God. So I encourage you, challenge you this morning to determine that you're going to go forward by faith. Now let's go back to our passage here. Uh, Verse 11 says, Pass through the host. Command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals, for within three days you shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. So, here's what we have here. We're going to talk about them going forward. This is their, what I call their purpose now. Okay, this is the reason why they're moving forward. It's to possess the land. To go into the land that God had given them. That's the purpose now. And you know, when you think about it, life, if we're going to go forward, we have to have a purpose. There's got to be a reason for us to go forward. Now, as far as the command here, we find a command uh, to go forward into the land. It's pretty simple. Uh, You know, that's something about God, too. God's commands are pretty straightforward, are they not? Pretty simple, pretty direct. So that way everyone can understand and we can all follow. Here, the command is pretty simple. They were just to prepare themselves because in three days they were going to cross over the the, the door and they're going to go into the land that God had promised. Not a whole drawn-out booklet or manual or plans or everything else. You know, left to mankind, that's what would have happened. If mankind was in charge, they would have created this whole big 
mess, kind of like how they've done with religion, and made a mess of things. No, God said, this is it. You go forward and you trust me. That's how life is, folks. That's how walking with God is. is every day living unto the Lord. And here they were to cross the river. And once they entered into the land, we know the Bible tells us, if we go back into some of these verses here, verse 3, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you as I said unto Moses. So this is what we know. When they go in the land, they're going to possess the land. They're going to receive it. Now think about what the command here is. Everywhere that you walk is going to be yours. I don't know about you, but if someone took me out somewhere and said, everywhere you walk is yours, I could walk far, man. I could walk, you know, they say, everywhere you walk in this day is yours. And I start walking everywhere, take big steps and walk quickly. This is like a blank check for the people. It really is. It says, you go in there, it's yours. I'm going to give it to you. So that's the purpose there. They're encouraged to go forward. You know, as Christians, we have some commands, I think, that we should be encouraged by. You know, the Bible says that if we go forth and we take the gospel with us, that God is going to bless. God is going to bless our efforts. You become a witness and you share others about Christ, God's going to bless your efforts. Uh, Some won't receive Christ right then and there, but you know, you're going to plant the seed. And then you're going to see someday some are going to receive Christ as you witness to Him. But you've got to take the gospel out. You've got to share that gospel with somebody so that way they can accept Christ or, or receive Christ as their Savior. You see, that's, those are some of the blessings that we have, the challenges we have. But God will go with us, and God will bless us. And as we go forward, we can trust in the Lord. Now, what we find here really is this was a guarantee of success. You know, let me point out to you what also it says here. Let's go back to Joshua chapter 1. And we'll go back a few verses into the direction for Joshua because it was the direction to him that he was to lead. And then eventually the people would receive the same direction. But it says here, and we find in verse uh, 7, be strong, very courageous. It says here in verse, uh, at the end of that, it says, Turn not from the right hand or the left, that thou mayest prosper wheresoever thou goest. The book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth, but shall meditate therein day and night. So we're given some direction here of what they were to do, and we'll talk more about this in a minute. But at the end of verse 9, notice he says here, For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. You see, what we have is a guarantee of success, because God would be with him. Now, if God's with you, who can be against you? That's the the question that Paul posed. And you think about that this morning. If God's with us, who can be against us? Now, there, there may be some people that oppose God and the work of God. But ultimately, our God's greater than the false gods of this world. Our God's greater than the people of this world. Our God is a great God. And those that go with God are going to be blessed. So what we find is this was a guarantee of success. And this morning, let's not forget... That with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Let me give you a few examples. Yes, with God, you can resist temptation. You can. There's a lot of temptation in this world. You drive down the street and you find temptation. You turn on the TV, doesn't it? I remember growing up, it used to be, you know, you'd have to be careful of what you watch. And you still got to be careful what you watch. But it used to be commercials were safe. Now you can't even watch commercials anymore. Everything you got to be careful of. There's temptation everywhere. But with God, you can resist the temptation to sin because God is mighty. So you walk with God. Also, you know, with God, you can live 
a life that's pleasing unto him in this troubling world. Think about that. This world's troubling. There's all sorts of difficulties and trials. I get discouraged reading the news sometimes. I still read it because I want to know what's going on. But some days I get discouraged. But you know, you can still live for God. Even though there's trials and troubles in this world. Uh, if you're a parent, you can raise children for God today. Yes, you can. Because with God, all things are possible. And you can raise them and see them grow up to love God and to serve God. Walk with God. Go forward with God. Uh, also, you can carry out God's what I'll call your God-given responsibilities. Whatever God's called you to do. Husband, be a wife. If you're a husband, be the best husband. Wife, mom, dad, child. Whatever God has called you to do, you can carry out those responsibilities. Whatever direction God's called you in life, you can carry those out. Whatever career He's led you in, you can be a blessing to others. Why? Because God is great. Let's not lose sight of the fact that God is great. And you know, when you think about this, that's why we go forward with God. Knowing God can bless and knowing God can work. Uh, the late David Livingstone, he was a missionary to Africa for many years. He had a quote that was famous, and this is what it was. He said, without Christ, not one step. With him, anywhere. Now he said it with an exclamation point. You know, you think about that. That's how our life should be. We don't want to go anywhere. God doesn't want us to go. But wherever God wants us to go, we should be willing to go, ready to go, eager to go. And do what God has called us to do. Anywhere. Now, he went to Africa. I don't know if God's calling you to Africa. Maybe he is. Maybe he's calling you somewhere else. Maybe he's got something else in mind for you. Whatever it is, you go forward with God. You be faithful and trust God to bless. Now, notice the conditions here. I'm going to go back to verses uh, 6, 7, and 8 real quick and just point out some of these things. Because these were given to Joshua. Joshua's passing things now down to the people as they go into the land. But notice what it says here. Verse 6 says, Be strong and of a good courage. For this people shall divide for inheritance the land which I swear their fathers to give to them. Verse 7, Be strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. You know, I heard a sermon once on this called The Secret of Success. Here it is right here. Even though this was given to Joshua, you apply these, you're going to prosper spiritually as well. And let me give you the three quick ones. Notice first, be strong. Be strong. That word refers to being established and being constant. In other words, be strong where you are in the Lord. It implies a strong relationship with God. Develop that. If you want to be strong in God, you've got to talk to God. If you want to be strong with the Lord, you've got to read your Bible. If you want to be strong with the Lord, you've got to seek His ways and seek His direction. And when you do this, you know what it's going to provide in your heart? It's going to provide some peace and some comfort. That's what strength does, by the way. When you're strong in something, you have peace and comfort because you know you can withstand. You know there's strength there. Now, when you're not strong, when you're weak, then that's when the fears will arise. That's when the doubts will come. But when you're strong with God, see, He's encouraging them as they're going to go in the land, they're going to be tested. And they've got to be strong. As you go forward in life, there's going to be tests. Be strong in the Lord. And then notice he says here, be courageous. That word refers to being not, not only steadfast, but alert. Paying attention, being alert, and being steadfast. In other words, being prepared and being ready, going forward. You know, you're to be courageous as you live for God. You know, what this implies, this implies not only an alert life, but a life, not, not reckless, but someone who's willing to do what's right. Be alert, pay attention to what's going on around you, and take a stand for what's right. Have courage. Be strong. You know, you're going to have to do that. There are going to be times you're going to have to say, no, I can't do this because this isn't right. 
Or yes, I have to do this because this is what God wants me to do. And sometimes those are going to have to be decisions made when others may oppose or may not agree with you. And that's where courage comes in. That's where the courage comes in to live for God and do what's right. And then, and then the other one, notice it says, be obedient unto God's word. He says here, the end of verse 7, or in verse 7, and observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. So he says, okay, now you need to not only know the word of God, but apply it. Obey God's direction. Now, to Joshua, he's talking about the law of Moses. Today, in 2022, we have a lot more than that that we can live by. We have not only the law there, but we also have uh, much more the Old Testament complete, and we have the New Testament. And so we have a whole lot more teachings that we can rely upon. You see, what Joshua had, he was to live by. What you have, you're to live by. Live by God's Word. Read it and apply it. And what this implies, this implies dedication to God. It implies that you want to follow what God has for you. And you want to know more about Him. And you want to not only know His Word, but you want to live by His Word. And what this is going to provide, it's going to provide direction. See, you need direction in life. See, let's go back to these. To be strong, if you're going to be strong, that's going to provide peace and comfort in your heart. When you're courageous, you know that's going to provide provide some safety and some strength as you go forward. The Word of God is going to provide direction. And as you go forward with God, you're going to need direction in life. I mean, some days you're going to need to, to know what to do, what not to do, how to behave, how not to behave, what to say, what not to say. Well, God's Word is filled with direction and examples. So read the Word and apply the Word. You know, I think if followed, we follow that advice right there. If you follow that, you're going to prosper spiritually. God's going to bless you. God's going to bless your life. He's going to bless your efforts, just as He did Joshua and the people, because they they followed this, and they went forward. They didn't turn to the right nor to the left, but they stayed faithful to God. And you know, when you go forward with God, that's what it is, staying faithful. Staying faithful with God. Not turning to the right, nor to the left, but going straight with the Lord. And that's what we want to do. Let's go to our third one here this morning and let's look at this final one. Notice the promise at the end of this. There's a promise here. There's a promise that he brings up again in verse 11. He says, Pass through the host, command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals. For within three days you shall pass over this Jordan. That's the purpose. They're going to go forward. And then he says here, To possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. So here's the promise. The land belonged to them. The land belonged to them. They were, they, were, they were to go in and just claim what God had already given to them. That's what they were to do. Let me illustrate this. If I had a, a box out there filled with goodies, we'll just put it that way. You, you, I'll let you use your imagination what that box could be filled with. And I said, it's yours. All you had to do is just grab it on your way out. That's a gift. But if it's yours, it's yours. You just grab it. That's what he's telling him. He said, the land belongs to you. You just got to go claim it now. It's yours. God's already given this to you. See, that's a, a promise from God. God had already determined to bless the people. God had already determined to give it to them. And if God's determined something, then it's done. See, they had to just go by faith now. They had to trust in the promise is what they had to do because nobody in the world could change it if God determined it. Am I right? Nobody's going to change what God determines. 
And God had determined to give them the land. They just had to go forward and claim it. God had already made this promise years back, actually to the generation previous to this, to these, this group of people. But they didn't claim it. And because they didn't claim it, they didn't receive it. Now he's given it to the next generation. Saying, you go forward and you claim it. And they went forward and they received it. I don't know about you, but I want the blessings of God that He has for us. I want the blessings of God that He has for me. But I've got to go forward to get those. I've got to trust in Him. and I've got to walk with God. And so what we find is God had already determined to bless them. And let me give you a few thoughts this morning on this. What has God determined in your life? Have you ever thought about that? What has God determined in your life? What blessings has God determined to give you? Now I'm going to start this by saying this. There are a lot of things I don't know that God has determined. There are a lot of things you don't know how God has determined how to bless your life. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen next week. We don't know the direction the Lord may take us down the road. But we do know God's in control. We do know God oversees all things. We do know God plans and prepares. So we trust in the Lord. So here's the thought on this. You may not know what God has in store for you or prepared. But if God's prepared it, Don't you want to see it? Don't you want to know? You see, let's go forward by faith, trusting God to provide. To me, it's kind of exciting thinking what God has planned. It's kind of exciting to think what God has planned for maybe you or your family or for this church or your friends. And we go forward, we find out the blessings that God has waiting for us. We find out all that God is going to do and how He's going to work as we go forward. So live for God and look forward to what He has awaiting for you. But there are some things He's already determined that you know you have. Let me just give you one example this morning. How about heaven? You've thought about that? God has heaven prepared for you and waiting for you. He's got a place prepared for you. Turn over with me, if you turn with me if you would to the book of John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And we'll look here at this passage John chapter 14. And beginning in verse 1 it says here and this is Jesus speaking to the apostles he says let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way, you know. You know, he told his apostles that he was going to go prepare a place for them. In his Father's house, he said, are many mansions. Now we... I know some will take this and run all different directions with it, so we've got to be careful. But let me give you a few thoughts on this. We do know, in the book of Daniel, at the end, it says that he was going to his place. We know God's got a place prepared for his people. We know that God has given those that put their faith in him eternal life, and they'll be with him forever. Uh, you know, we find in the Revelation, the, talk, the teaching of a new heaven and a new earth. We don't have all the details of the mansions. You know, we can use our imagination a little bit. But let me share this with you. God knows you probably better than you know yourself. God has created you and made you. God knows your heart. God knows your desires. God knows your fears. God knows your cares, your concerns. He also knows your, your loves and your likes. Who better to prepare a place for you than God? He's going to prepare the best place for you. That's what you have to look forward to. That's a promise you have as you go forward in life. 
So those days when you have maybe difficulties, some hardships, these are, that's a promise you can hold on to. You say, well, God's got a better place for me. This is rough here, but God's got a better place for me. Next time the water heater goes out, or you've got to replace an air conditioning unit in the middle of August here in Arkansas, you say, well, God's got a better place for me somewhere. In heaven, He's got a place waiting for me, a better place, somewhere prepared. You see, that's what God's got for you if you're saved. That's what He has for all believers. And what we do is we go forward by faith, looking forward. You know, I talked about Abraham looking to that city. We look forward to that city. We look forward to that time that we're with God. But until then, we trust in those promises that help us through. Let me give you a few others. How about the promise of His presence? Hebrews 13.5 says, He'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Once you are with God, you're with God forever. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you. He's not going to abandon you when times get tough. He's not going to leave you when you, when you have these troubles or when you've got a decision to make. No, that's when he's, he's there for you. He's always there for you. And that's a promise that you have. Hold on to that promise. Every single day, look to God knowing He's not going to leave you nor forsake you. Also in John chapter 15, we're, we're in the book of John 14. Let's go to chapter 15 real quick. And this here is we find the promise of power. John chapter 15, and beginning in verse 1 of John 15, it says here, and this is Jesus speaking again, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, I in you, as this branch cannot bear fruit of itself, Except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. Notice that promise, the promises here though. If you abide in Christ, well first he's got to abide in you, in other words be saved, make sure you're saved. But then you abide in him, you dwell with him, you seek his will, you follow him, you're going to bear fruit. It's just going to happen. You know, uh, I remember uh, when I was a young Christian, I used to think, you know, to, to bear the fruit, I've got to do this or do that. No, no, you know, to bear the fruit, you just got to walk with God. You've got to abide with Christ. The Holy Spirit will begin to work in your life. Begin to produce that fruit. Yeah, of course, you have to abide. That includes obeying Him, walking with Him, seeking His will. But, you know, He's going to begin producing that fruit in your life. Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. You know, the patience, the meekness, the gentleness. All, he's going to begin producing that in your heart and in your life. You see, that's the work that God has for you. And that's the power that He's going to produce in your heart today while you're here on earth. And that's a promise. You abide with Christ, He's going to bless you. And then another promise is the promise of a purpose. Romans 8.28 talks about the purpose. You know, I'll turn over there. We'll wrap it up here. Romans chapter 8. The Bible tells us here, In Romans chapter 8, and verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose, for whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate. Notice here, to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. You know, we're to be conformed, and that's the work that God does in your heart. That's the purpose here, to, con- to be conformed into the image of His Son. In other words, to be like Christ. 
to be Christ-like. And that's something that takes place today here on earth. That's a promise you have, though, that God is going to work in your life to make you like Christ, to make you more into the image of Christ, so that way you are a testimony to this world. You know, I don't know about you, but I would like the world to see less of me and more of Christ. Because the more, the more they see of me, the more they're going to see of this world. Mistakes, the flesh, sin. But the more they see of Christ, the more they're going to see of God. And the closer you get to God, the more Christ-like you'll be. And the more the world can see Christ through you. And see, that's the work. That's a promise, though, that you have. That God is going to work through your life. You have to, obviously, walk with Him and go forward by faith. So, in closing here this morning, the Israelites, Joshua, was getting them ready. He said, let's go. It's time for us to go forward. It's no longer time to sit around. It's no longer time to wait. God has said we're to go across this river. We're to possess the land He has for us because God has promised us success. Let's go. And this morning, I want to encourage you to go forward by faith every single day. Every day. There, there are many responsibilities you have. Much direction God has given you. From everything from glorifying God to your life, to being a witness to, to others, to being a testimony. Many things that you can do. And you can do today, right now. Go forward. Prepare yourself. You have a purpose. That's to glorify God. And then you have God's promises. God's not going to forsake you. God's going to bless you. And God's going to work through you. So let's go forward by faith. Let's trust God as we live for Him every single day. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.